Welcome to Lamesita on Lumpin Radio 105.5 FM Chicago. My name is Jennifer, and we also have here today. Hi, I'm Tobias. Today we want to catch up with musical friends at La Mesita and talk about new releases, videos, and upcoming projects in the Chicago area. We're also very happy to connect with Lester Ray, who has been super busy in 2020 and 2021. Welcome back to our virtual space, Lester Ray. Um, how have you been in 2021? Uh, 2021 is a lot better than 2020. <laughs> <laughs> How come? Um, I've I've been good. I've been I've been feeling blessed this year. We know you have a new video and a new release with the legendary record label. Can you tell us a little bit about this? Yeah. So um, I dropped a song called Juqueteo with Discos Peligrosa out in Austin, Texas. I've been wanting to work with that label for years. Um, a party collective here in Chicago named called Cumbia Sasso was the one who kind of pointed me in that direction like back in 2016. Um, and I started to really dive into who Peligrosa was as a label. And they've been around, I think they just celebrated 12 or 13 years of being around. So they've been around even before 2016. Um, but I found out about them then, fell in love right away with everything that they were doing in the global bass and DJ music scene. Um, and more, most of my music in 2016 was a lot more Boogaloo, um, Latin Soul, um, but I was always super into the global bass scene, even though I was in the D-Day, particularly. So finally, you know, we get to um, 2020 and I get, I have the opportunity to make this song with a producer by the name of Moon Doctor. And we're working very closely with Orion, who's the label head out at Discos Peligrosa. And um, we were gonna put out the music in 2020, but uh, the pandemic, so we kind of just decided to like, just chill out and kind of see how things went before we decided to drop it. So the music was created like last year, early, like February. And then we decided to drop it um, February of this year. So literally a whole year later, we finally dropped the entire EP. Um, with the single Yucateo dropping, I think the last weekend of January of 2021 to kind of kick off 2021. We see that you've been traveling to Puerto Rico, LA and other places. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, new music projects for the summer? Yeah, well, in Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh, in Puerto Rico, yo fui allá um, para trabajar con un artista que se llama Nin Nino Agustín. Nino Agustín is a Panamanian artist based in Atlanta, who I believe is now based in Miami, um, who just dropped his album, I think, last week, actually. Um, 
and I've been working with him also January of 2020 before the pandemic was really full-fledged a thing in, in Chicago. Um, he came to um, Chicago to work on the project. Um, again, we didn't know when to drop it after the pandemic hit, so we kind of held it, we held onto it for a while. And we also dropped it with Isco Peligrosa um, in December of 2020, kind of to end the year on a high note. Um, so there's a project called De Paseo La Luna with Nino, with Nino Agustin and, and myself. And I was in Puerto Rico doing uh, wardrobe styling um, for one of his music videos. But at the same time, we doubled up and got footage, photography, and just content and promo for our release that was coming up. I think like I went to Puerto Rico with him. Um, and then a couple weeks later, I went to Atlanta again with him and we were just like working hard at just wrapping up some like content for the release in December. And this was back in October, November of 2020. Um, recently I went to LA like two weeks ago. That was my first time in LA ever in my entire life. I fell in love with LA. I've never been to LA. LA was just magical. Um, we met, I met with, um, with Paco Peor, who's a DJ from Chicago, who's part of a duo called Los Mara, and it's a DJ duo with Fern and Paco. Fern was the guitar player who played with me during my Mesita performance at Yolo Cali. Um, he's also a DJ. Um, anyways, Paco Peor just got signed to a label called Mafia Tropical in LA. He went to LA, he invited me. I met the label head, his name is Nino Francois. Um, sometimes I get Nino and Nino confused, so I always have to say slower. But Nino Francois is the label head producer of Mafia Tropical in LA. Um, we got in the studio, I got to record a bunch of new music um, with that label. Um, I have music with Moon Doctor still from last year because we made a lot of music. And um, I got to meet up with Hermanito, the label out there. Got to talk to them. There might be something in the works with Hermanito, which is also a dream come true for me to work with that label. So I'm just, you know, networking. And while networking can always be done via social media and and phone calls and stuff like that, there's nothing like the power of um, human interaction. And I know the pandemic really put a stop on that, and for good reason. Um, so, you know, I, I got tested before tra traveling, after traveling, um, practiced whatever I needed to practice, like staying home. Luckily, I could work from home. Um, so it wasn't too hard to stay in. Um, and then when I had to go out, I I just went out um, and stayed safe. Um, but yeah, that's... That's what I've been doing. I've been staying. I was supposed to like move out of Chicago and kind of just go nomadic for the entire year of 2020. And that plan kind of stopped. Um, but I still was able to travel a little bit in 2020. Not too much, but um, I was still able to make some connections, uh, physical connections in 2020 that have yielded fruitful like relationships in 2021. Can you tell us about, you know, Raices to Roots? Yeah, yeah. I haven't talked too much about that heavily on my social media because I'm so focused on my show that I have this Saturday. Raices to Roots is next week. So you'll start to see my Instagram shift 
after this Saturday to promote more Raices to Roots stuff. Raices to Roots is a project started by Maria, Luisa, and Logan Lou, or Luis Tubins, who goes by Logan Lou, a poet. Maria is a dancer and, and Luis is a poet. Um, back in 2019, like October, when I was about to leave Chicago and thinking about doing that, um, they did ask me to join Raices to Roots. In its infancy, it was just me on percussion or sound effects. Um, and then Maria would dance and Luis would write to her movements. Um, it's stories about the Chicago Puerto Rican experience. It's uh, the diaspora um, and true stories and uh, from past to present. Um, and where it's at today, they've gotten a grant from DCASE. I wasn't able to commit to that project back in 2019, um, but they didn't give up on that project and they kept going in 20. 20, I believe they got a grant to go big with that project. So they hired um, an amazing cast of dancers, more musicians. They tapped on me to come back. Um, so I didn't actually leave the city. <laughs> well, I did leave for a little bit, but the pandemic brought me back. And so while I wasn't too busy during 2020, it gave me something to do that I hadn't done in a long time that I was really grateful for getting back into. Namely, playing timbales, um, playing salsa, playing boleros, playing son, playing piano, being more of the musician and less of the singer. Um, I haven't really had a chance to focus on just playing music um, in a long, long time. I'm mostly just always, yeah, like singing on stage and stuff like that. So it was really nice to do that. Um, and we've been practicing since August of. 2020 like every month and we're finally launching our show in the month of june we have several dates throughout the month of june um it's a fitting time kicks off the summer the vaccine is available and um we're going to be doing it at segundo, segundo ruiz belder center which is the oldest um puerto rican cultural center in chicago they're celebrating their 50 years this year um so we're just honored to even be able to book such a important spot for such an important show to us and such an important time for them. Um, so I think it's it's kind of magical. We we actually went to Puerto Rico together, places to roots, and I all went to Puerto Rico. We visited every single city that um, the members' families are from. So I got to see Puerto Rico in a way that I've never seen Puerto Rico. When I used to go as a kid, I used to just go to Ponce and stay with my grandma. So visiting the entire island, driving through the entire island was a very unique and life-changing experience for me this year. So the word, I think it's Jucateo. Yeah. Um, what is the meaning <laughs> yeah. behind this word for like the people here in Chicago? Yeah, I mean, the word Jucateo is for the people in Chicago. Uh, it's Juke. And perreo, sandungueo, um, reggaeton. Uh, I feel like that culture has dominated the whole world. Um, footwork, I'm mean, not footwork, um, perreo, reggaeton, um, sandungueo, all of that. Um, 
flavor from Puerto Rico, Panama, Colombia, the Dominican Republic. Um, it's been like really taking over the world. Um, and I wanted to do a project that was a blend of Chicago and a blend of Puerto Rico in a way, but like modern sonic sounds. Um, I've always been blending music. I've done bomba with hip hop, um, like modern hip hop aesthetics and stuff like that. Um, so blending things with Chicago, with just my narrative is always been, has always been important to me. Um, I create music for me that I think I'd like to hear. <laughs> and then, um, if people love it, that's a bonus. Um, and so like Jucateo for me was that combination of, um, yeah, reggaeton and, and footwork. Um, Chicago footwork has been something that is personal for me because like when I was a kid, I was like 13, 14, that was the music that was playing in the basement parties uh, from Cicero to Logan Square, like um, a bunch of little kids listening to footwork and juke. <laughs> so it's, um, it's special to me house music in general, um, and then bringing that reggaeton influence that has also influenced um, my life, especially living in Puerto Rico a few summers. Um, it's just kind of cool to bring those two together. So I made up that word. It doesn't really mean, it's not a word that exists in the Merriam-Webster dictionary. <laughs> um, and I've heard people call it juke tale um which is funny um but it's juketeo so i want to know about any future collabs you have coming up or is there somebody that you would like to hopefully collab one day with um i have an event this saturday um or this airs on saturday tonight mm -hmm. uh, with gantman <laughs> And Gatman is one of the pioneers of footwork who coined the term footwork. And um, I think it'd be dope to do something with him. Um, so I'm gonna propose a remix to Jukadel with Gantman. I think that'd be super cool, super dope. We'll see if that happens. Um, I like to work with legends, um, but I also like to work with like fresh up and coming artists. So even like, um, Elisa, um, as she's coming up, I think uh, she's dope. Um, outside of the city of Chicago, um, let's see, I have songs with so many artists, but we're trying to figure out dates that work best to drop certain songs so that we don't step on each other's toes in a way. So like, I'm not dropping a song featuring, for example, Nino Augustine on a day that he's dropping his song. You know, so it's like so many artists at this point, which is amazing. It's a it's a blessing to be to be working with um, people from New York, Miami, LA, um, and all different types of genres, from corrido tumbao to reggaeton to Afrobeat to house. Um, I never thought I would do a corrido tumbao and. That's something that's definitely in the vault that, that hopefully you guys get to hear one day soon. Um, who I hope to work with in the future. It's 
a great question. <laughs> I want to work with so many people. I love the I love the power of collaboration. So that's something that's always been a staple in my music career. Uh, let's see. The R&B lane has people like Blood Orange that I really like. That would be super dope. The hip hop lane has Fresh Cast like ASAP Rocky that I really like. Tyler the Creator. Um, I think everybody always says they want to work with Bad Bunny. So yeah, definitely. I think that would be dope. <laughs> um, Mark Anthony would be cool too. Um, and these are like people at the top of their industry at, and or legends. Um, so I would love to see if I can get there one day and work with them. But um, also legends, legends of house, legends of footwork, legends of reggaeton, like DJ Playero, uh, DJ Nelson, DJ Blas. Uh, these would be dope collaborations in my opinion. Are, are there any plans to make tracks in vinyl format? Vinyl has been the most difficult thing for me to to create because it's just so expensive to make. I would love to do vinyl. I have so many projects out in digital format at this moment that I feel that compiling some of them as projects that have a sonic theme. So like a Boogaloo vinyl that has my Boogaloo classics, an R&B vinyl that has my R&B classics, a reggaeton vinyl that has my reggaeton classics. I think that would be super dope to like be able to pitch that to a label. But um, I would need a label support to do that for sure. And so whenever a label pitches that idea to me, I, I'm open to definitely working with that. Um, a label would be very helpful just because of the financial burden that printing vinyl can become. But definitely that is in the plans. Um, can you tell me about any places you might be touring soon and their dates? Any specific place that you would like to tour soon? Yeah, um, I would love to tour the West Coast. So now, now that I've visited LA, I've, um, I've, done, I've done a couple tours from Texas to New York. Um, so Southwest, you know, Florida, all the way up to like Boston, like um, Philly, New York. Um, and then the Midwest, of course, like um, Minnesota, Ohio. Um, so it's it's been kind of a Midwest to East Coast vibe. The furthest West has always been kind of just Texas. And Texas has shown me nothing but love. So Texas is always fun to get go back to. So I would love to go back to Texas. But um. I'm working on planning something for the West Coast. I haven't really been been to Arizona, New Mexico. Um, I've never performed in California. So, and there's plenty of cities there alone that I think I could um, tour from the Bay to all the way down to San Diego. Um, I'm also going to Mexico City in July. Um, so I'll be down there to network, create some more content, create some more music. Um, I don't have any show dates in Mexico just yet. I'm kind of talking to some promoters out there to see what we can kind of set up. But um, it would be my first international show if I do perform in Mexico this July. But I have no specific dates just yet. This year has been kind of 
interesting in that things are kind of coming up last minute. Usually there's things that have been planned almost a year in advance, but as festivals don't know if they're going to actually open this year or not, or they're still considering what they're going to look like. Um, I haven't been directly hit up for dates all the way through September, October, like usually I would be at this point. And I definitely think that's because of the pandemic. Um, so I've been getting hit up with great opportunities kind of like two months or a month in advance, which is fine because my schedule is not super booked in that way because of the pandemic, there hasn't really been any shows. Um, and even venues are still kind of hesitant to book artists at this moment. So even the venues here in Chicago haven't really booked anybody um, just yet. So I, I have a feeling that once um, things open up all the way, I think late June, early July, I think the venues are going to start booking artists again. And that's when I'll, when I'll start actually looking into setting up more tour dates as well. How is the process of planning a video for a song or do you prefer to have somebody create the concept for you? I love collaborating. Um, there's so many small parts to a music video that are fun to me. So wardrobe, costumes, um, sometimes I'll have somebody else do that or sometimes I'll do it myself. At the end of the day, I could do every single aspect of the video, including shooting it and editing it. I've had to learn to do so many of the aspects myself. Um, same with music, production, recording and everything performance but it's it's very very um draining of energy and not time efficient um or energy efficient to be honest and honestly i feel like where i might be an expert maybe in wardrobe and set design somebody else is an expert in video editing coloring and cinematography and i would rather work with people who are experts in their field than just say that I did it all. I definitely love collaborating. And in collaboration, you have to have the open ear and open mind to hear everybody's. And even though the visions are different, oftentimes I'll present the overall concept, the overall vision. Um, in that way, I'm kind of like a director of almost every music video I've ever put out. But I never write, I never put out that I'm the director because at the end of the day, once we really get into it, the person doing the cinematography, the person who's editing are usually the same person. Um, they're the ones directing me, telling me what to do in the camera. They're the ones that are bringing my vision to life, but they're definitely adding theirs. I don't think anything's purely 100% one person's vision. And I think that's okay. I think that it's kind of like a band, you know, like the guitar player wants to have their solo and do their, their riff and that solo might become super famous and that song might become known for that solo. It's important to let everybody kind of have that moment to shine. We're going to switch a little bit. What is your favorite anti-government song and why? Anti-government song. Man, there's so many now. There's like so many new ones. I I would say Calle 13 has always been my favorite go-to artist. And I feel like all his music is anti-government or anti-social um, norms. Even the song, it's like, it's against the norms of what reggaeton culture 
was perpetuating at the time when that song came out. He has a song, he has a song called FBI, which is a song that uh, started his career. Where he pretty much pulls out all the dirt on the FBI and what they have done in Puerto Rico. Um, he's been very, very outspoken about um, Puerto Rico liberation throughout the music. Um, but even his very first classic, FBI, I think would have to be one of my favorites just because of how blunt he was and how fast that song brought him to stardom. And he was just being real. He wasn't trying to sell tickets. He wasn't trying to sell records. He wasn't trying to sell mixtapes. He just wanted to vent. And it brought him all the success that he has to this day. Um, I'm thinking really hard though, because I know he has so much. Man, if it hit, if it comes back to me, like if it comes to me, um, I'll let you know. Because Kendrick Lamar is also somebody I listen to heavily. And he has a lot of anti-government music as well. So it's gotta be someone either FBI with Kaya Trece, or um, I can tell you which artist I like easily, more, much more easily than I can tell you which song. <laughs> Like Kendrick and Kaya, that's definitely are, are those two guys for me. Well, tell us which artists. Yeah, no, Kendrick Lamar, um, Kaya Trece, um, Cultura Profetica. Um, I mean, even when I was young, I used to listen to Rage Against the Machine, and that was fun. I know Quest Love, and Tribe Called Quest. Uh, man, I, I was going back, back, hip hop. All the music that brought me into hip hop was anti-government music. Before I got into Ludacris and Jingy and T.I. and all that, I was listening to most stuff. Well, unfortunately, we are out of time. Thank you so much, Lester, for sharing your new project and new material with us. We wish you the best in 2021, and we are going to follow you on social media for any updates. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's been a fun year. It's been a wild ride, but it's been, there's been blessings. This is Lester Ray. Juquetel on Michigan Avenue is tonight, this evening at 5 p.m. From 5 to 6, we have Salsa, Domino's Tournament. Um, DJ Green Eyes is going to kick us off. And then we have Mamikana, Evie the Cool, Mo Mami, Elisa, myself, and closing out the night with DJ Gantman. Um, we're also celebrating Damian Cash's homecoming. So the link is in my bio on Instagram, Lustre Music. If you're listening to this, get to it. <laughs> and thank you.